you're tired of the superficial and you're craving real conversation about life, relationships, fears, doubts, and the divine in the middle of it, this is the place for you. My name is Anna Dimmel, and I'm a blogger, writer, and former pastor. And it's my passion to build bridges, not walls, through honest, real conversation and connection. And I want that for you. This is the show that will help you do that and give you not only inspiration and connection, but will help you leave the superficial for good and form the real connections you're craving. Your story matters, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome back to the Behind the Mirror podcast. Today we are talking all about dreams and the importance of dreams and when you have a dream, what it could possibly mean and how God could be trying to connect with you through that dream and how much we underestimate the power of our dreams. So I will be giving you some tools on how to interpret your dreams. There are three major, major important pieces of your dream that... Um, If you know those three pieces, you can pretty much work through any dream that you have on your own, interpret it on your own. And so they are three very useful tools that I can't wait to share with you. But before we dive into that episode, I have to give a huge shout out to the Facebook group, the Behind the Mirror podcast Facebook group. They have been so much fun and I would love for you to be a part of that group. So if you're not already, please, seriously, join in. You're missing out. If you want to opt in, um, go to my website, justajesusfollower.com backslash podcast, backslash podcast group, and you can opt in there. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, rate us on iTunes, subscribe. Those two things deeply, deeply benefit those of us who work hard to do this show and um, they help other people find out about it. So if you're benefiting from this, Do those two things because then other people could benefit from this also. So thank you guys for being a part of this group. This is a a really fun topic and I'm excited to get into it. So here we go. Friends, welcome back to the Behind the Mirror podcast. Today we're talking about dreams and not dreams as in what you're aspiring to accomplish in your life, but dreams as in when you're sleeping and the importance of those dreams and how the divine can connect with you through your dreams and figuring out what dreams mean. Um, This has been a really fun journey for me because for a long time I would I'd have these dreams and I you know you wake up and it's just like this vivid dream playing on repeat in your head and you're like oh my gosh what is this crazy thing trying to say to me right and some of our dreams can seem so abstract that they're very hard to figure out if there's anything remotely important to pull from them and sometimes they're disturbing. You know, you can wake up going, oh my gosh, 
Why would I have dreamt something like that? Right? So been there. And I, years ago, started researching um, how to interpret dreams because somewhere inside of me, I felt that there was something for me to learn from these really vivid dreams I was having. And And I, over the course of time, got pretty good at it. And then as time progressed, um, friends would come to me and ask me to help them put together their dreams. And so this is something I've been doing for years now. And it's something that I kind of like to say I'm kind of good at. Um, I really enjoy figuring out what God could be trying to say to us in our dreams. And sometimes just even what our own conscience is trying to help us figure out in our dreams. I recently read an article um, by a professor at Berkeley, um, Matthew Walker, and he says in this article that dreaming is like overnight therapy. And I was like, yes, oh my gosh, he could not have phrased it better. And of course, he has science and research to back up a lot of his claims. And I'll put a link um, in the show notes to this article because it was so fascinating. But he says in this article that Um, their studies have shown that REM sleep is the only time when our brain is completely devoid of the anxiety triggering molecule non-adrenaline which is fascinating to me and um, the article goes on to say that key emotional and memory related structures of the brain are reactivated during REM sleep as we dream and so knowing this I it's no wonder to me that God, the divine, all of those um, things that, that we can't really hear, that we can't really see in our wake life because we are so filled with that anxiety-driven molecule, we miss. And so there are important places in our soul that need to be spoken to. There are important decisions that we need to make. There are important places where we need to be healed or things we need to look at more closely and that we are not able to connect with what God could be trying to show us in our wake life. And so there's this beautiful hour um, of time or hours of time while we're sleeping that our brain is free of these anxiety triggering molecules where we are we're open to these emotional places in our brain that we otherwise would be closed off to during the daytime. And so, you know, it's no wonder to me that we see this even played out in the Bible. Um, You see people like Jacob, Joseph, even Pharaoh, um, Solomon, Daniel, you know, these, these people in the Old Testament where dreams were vital to survival, where dreams were warnings of things that were going to happen where dreams were connecting um, solutions and problem solving, right? Like they were so important. And then even you see in the New Testament, Zacharias, Joseph, Jesus's um, father, earthly father, um, Pilate's wife, even we see she has this almost nightmare like dream um, that Jesus is who he says he is and he needs to be freed. I mean, there's there's so many examples of the significance of of God connecting with mankind through this deep REM sleep cycle, this dream cycle. So there's this window, I think our soul is open to hear and process things we otherwise wouldn't when we are awake. And so that's what I want to talk about today because this is not something that I really was ever taught and I wish someone would have given me these tools sooner. I'm not perfect at it, but I'm going to share with you 
over the years, the research I've gathered that helped me kind of know how to quickly decipher the areas of my life that a certain dream might be trying to say to me or might be trying to get my attention towards. So um, there are three key things that you need to pay attention to with your dreams. And the first being your immediate feeling when you wake up. So, you know, if it's fear, pay attention to that. If it's excitement, pay attention to that. If it's stress and anxiety, pay attention to that. If it is sadness, heavy sadness, pay attention because that is going to be a huge indicator to you as to what your dream is trying to say. Um, Another thing that is important are numbers. Numbers are very significant in dreams. And again, you can see this in examples through the Bible of the numbers and how important they were. Um, But I have found that when numbers show up in your dream, it is something that is hugely important. And um, I'll dive into that um, here in a little bit. But the third thing are the people in your dream. They, you know, I think a lot of times we, we think that the people we're dreaming about really means that we're dreaming about those people, but that's actually not the case. Um, it means something very different, and we'll get into that. So um, I'm going to start with the the feeling. Like I said, um, if you wake up and you have a feeling of fear or a feeling of anxiety, what have you, um, or a feeling of, of happiness or sadness, whatever, that is the first thing you need to pay attention to. So the question I ask myself when I wake up, if I'm feeling very, very sad when I wake up after a dream, my first question to myself is, okay, where in my life am I feeling sadness? And then I can go through my headspace, right, and pinpoint, oh, okay, this is where I'm feeling the most sad right now. That is usually, nine times out of ten, the the topic that your dream is about. So that gives you your starting point. Um, and so that that has enabled me to figure out, okay, this is the situation that my dream is trying to talk to me about. This is where I need to start first. So start with your initial feeling, and and that is your your point of reference that you're going to see the lens of the dream through. Okay. The second part, um, if there are any numbers, numbers hold a great amount of significance. Um, and there's a lot of different ways you can figure out what numbers mean. One of my favorite websites, um, gosh, I'll have to put the link because I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it's, it gives the biblical meaning of specific numbers. And I always go there first because it just it's a very detailed um, explanation of how, like say you type in the number five on this website and it'll tell you all the times that five was referenced in the Bible. And then it will sum up for you what the overall overarching meaning of that number tends to symbolize biblically. Super fascinating. So that gives me a good point of reference as to what um, that number is trying to say to me. Another resource I use, I, I sometimes just type in Google spiritual meaning of number five, right? Or whatever number it is. And you can get, and usually, ironically, a lot of the um, non-biblical resources echo what the biblical meaning of that number is. Sometimes they just word it a little bit differently or they offer some different perspectives and angles, but usually you're still getting the same message. So I like to to research both of those and get what 
that number tends to mean historically, spiritually, biblically, all those things. It's fascinating. And so that number can give you great insight. I love researching um, numbers and meanings. Okay, the people involved in your dream. That is a, was a hard one for me to get my mind around because I would have a dream about a person and sometimes it's someone I haven't seen in years. Didn't go to bed thinking about that person. They weren't on my mind, right? And so if they show up in my dream, I'm like, what does this mean? I learned that when you dream about people, you're not really dreaming about that person. You're dreaming about what that person represents. So I, I'll give you an example. I had a dream and uh, one of my kids' teachers in school that year showed up in my dream. Totally caught me off guard. And so the question you ask yourself when a person shows up in your dream is, when I think of that person, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Now, that one was simple for me because the only way and context I knew that person was through a teaching role. So the first thing that comes to mind when I think of that person is teacher. Well, that's a good indicator. So when I think of them as a teacher, what that is saying to me is I need to pay attention to that part inside of me, the teaching part of me. That's what this dream is connecting for me. So whatever that person was doing in the dream, um, what their actions are representing and so forth is all speaking to the part of me that is um, lending itself towards teaching. So people in your dreams represent a specific thing about you. Um, And this can take a while to get the hang of because you initially don't see dreams this way. But most of the time... All your dreams are about you and your scenarios and your situations and what you need to be looking at. Rarely are they about other people. Um, So now sometimes I've seen in research that sometimes that is the case, but most of the time, and this is very true from my experiences, when I dream about other people, it's all pointing back towards something inside myself. Now, if I dream about a friend... Um, that can get harder because, you know, there's a lot of things that come to mind when I think of a friend. So I try to ask myself, what is the first thing that pops into my mind when I think of that person? And that's what I, what I go off of. Okay. So using those three things, which would be your feeling right after you wake up, which would be any numbers represented and would be the people involved in the dream. Okay. Bringing this all into context, I'm going to give you an example of a dream that I recently helped a friend of mine work through just this week. So in her dream, she dreamt that um, she saw her grandma, which her grandma passed away a long time ago. Um, So that stood out to her. She wasn't thinking about her grandma, wasn't missing her grandma. Her grandma just shows up in her dream. And her grandma is talking to her and she's holding up her hand saying the number five over and over again. And... She was like, and there were other things in the dream, but those were the things that really stood out that she remembered. And so she's asking me, oh my gosh, what on earth could that have meant? And so my first question to her was, how did you feel when you woke up? She said, excited. And I said, okay, we'll start there. Where in your life do you feel excited right now? She stopped for a minute and she was like, uh, my personal life. I think uh, there's a lot of things changing in my personal life and I'm, I have a lot that I'm really excited about. There's good change happening. I said, okay. So that is where this dream is pointing us to, that part of your 
of your life is your personal relationships and the excitement you're feeling. That space, that's what we're going to focus on. So then I asked her, um, okay, you said she held up the number five on her hands. She goes, yeah. And so got on my computer. I went to that website. Okay, biblical meanings of number five. And this is what that number means. It means God's grace and favor. And it also symbolizes creation. And there's, you know, lots of reasons why it symbolizes that. You can read up on it on your own. But overarching theme is God's grace upon grace and his favor, which is lovely. I love that. Um, I Then I did just a more vague spiritual meaning of the number five. And I come back with, it means creative manifestation of things, freedom to pursue what you desire. It, it all together represents faith and action coming together and doing something. And so I then asked her, okay, you're excited about these things in your life. This number five is meaning that there's God's grace and there's his favor happening in this situation and that faith and action need to come together so you can pursue the things you're wanting to pursue in this area. And she's just getting more like relieved by the minute because apparently there was a lot of stress going on in um, this area. So this is bringing her a lot of relief. Well, then I ask her, so what's the first thing you think of when you think of your grandma? What's the first trait that comes to mind? And she said, oh my gosh, she was so bold, so bold. So boldness was what came to mind. I said, okay, so the part of you that is bold, that part, this dream is saying to you, you have God's favor. You have God's grace upon grace. So now you can be bold in this personal area of your life and you can pursue it and you can watch it really come forth in the way that you're hoping it will. You have freedom to pursue that. Um, You can put faith and action together and you can go after what it is that you're excited about. She was like thrilled and that resonated with her. And that's the thing with anything that, um, that resonates with you is usually right. You know, these are the things it resonated with her because she knew that instinctively, but for some reason, During wake life, when she's filled with anxiety and stress, she couldn't hear that. No matter how many times God could be trying to send her that message, there's no way her soul and her mind were going to click with it. But when she heard it out loud, it's like, oh, that's right. I know that's right. Yeah, because truth works like that. When you know it's right, it resonates. It sits well with you. That's how you know you're dead on to something is when it resonates deeply and it sits right. So I'm going to give you another example, a live example with a friend of mine, and we're going to take a call from her and I'm going to walk her through one of her dreams. So let's get her on the line. Okay. So I have one of my favorite humans with us tonight. Her name is Danny. Danny, can you say hi? Hello. And Danny is super creative, super funny, super personable, super deep. She's just an all-around layered, amazing human. And when she told me that she had a dream that she would like to work through, I was like, yes, because I know your dream is probably going to be amazingly interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So, Danny, can you just tell us your dream? Yeah. So, in a nutshell, I wake up in a room full of former coworkers and um, 
it's nighttime, everyone's sleeping. It's almost like we're at camp or something to that effect. And I, all of a sudden the person next to me kind of rolls over and we start making out. And I realize that it is a coworker of mine and not my husband. And all of a sudden it comes to me that me and this person have been having an affair for weeks. And then other people in the room start waking up. They see us. Another uh, coworker who's a really good friend of mine gets very, very upset, starts yelling at me. Um, I'm incredibly embarrassed, obviously, having just realized all of this in, in mere seconds in the dream. Um, and it's almost like more people throughout where, wherever we were spatially, you know, kept coming in the room and finding out. And it's like everyone kept finding out. I was so ashamed and I was so embarrassed. And I was terrified. I knew that I was going to have to tell my husband. Um, but before I was able to, or before anyone was able to, I woke up and that that's the dream in a nutshell, but it was, it was fairly traumatic when I woke up, you know, it's one of those dreams. Like if you have a fight, you know, if you have a fight in your dream with your husband or your significant other and you wake up and you're kind of mad at them because those feelings are still so real, (laughs) but you have to sort through them and figure out which ones are real and which ones aren't. So it was definitely one of those. You woke up with that like very negative, stressful feeling when you came out of it. Okay. So, and that's where we're going to start. And you didn't get to hear the top of the show, but I, I, told the listeners at the top of the show that the first thing that I pay attention to in dreams is my immediate feeling when I wake up. So how would you say that it was just stress when you woke up? What was your overall emotion when you woke up? Um, maybe more than stress. I was a little terrified. Um, there were two parts of my brain kind of fighting each other the moment I woke up. And one part, the very insecure part was, oh my gosh, could anything have really ever happened with this person? What if I forgot about it? What if, what if I just put it out of my brain, but something really did happen? And then there's this other very logical part of my brain that is, you know, very invested in my very trusting relationship with my husband that's screaming, no, you idiot. There's, there's no merit to this at all. And on any platform, there's no way this is right. And the other part's like, well, but what if, what if you're wrong? (laughs) that, That was my first feeling. Okay, so fear and self doubt is that a fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall? Okay, so yeah. is there anywhere in your wake life where you are feeling afraid and doubting yourself? Well, yeah. <laughs> don't we? Don't we all? Don't we all? No. Um. I mean, having having just recently made the jump from the corporate world into the self-employment machine, which is a machine all in itself. Um, there's, I mean, with any creative field that you're jumping into and hoping to be successful, there's self-doubt and there's insecurities and there's things that tell you that you're not going to be successful and that you're going to fail. Um, not only yourself, but your family. Right. So I, I definitely would say that there are, are feelings of that. So I have learned over the years of figuring out dreams and studying them that although like, like we dream about something that, and especially when there's people involved in the dream, we think about, oh my gosh, this dream must mean something about that person. Like in your dream, that coworker or that relationship or whatever, but nine times out of 10 and not, like I said, it's nine times out of 10. It's not a hundred percent of the time, but nine times out of 10, every dream is solely focused on you. Right. So although you're dreaming about other people, 
they are just a tool that your dream is using to get your attention about something else regarding you. So Mm -hmm. if we step back and we look at this dream in light of this new transition that you're in, because that's where you're feeling the most stress and the most fear and the most self-doubt, that's probably what God is trying to connect um, some dots for you in. Right. So if we zoom out and we say, okay, this dream is talking to me about this space in my life, this new transition that I'm feeling afraid and I'm self-doubting. Okay. We're going to shelf that. Mm-hmm. First character in the dream is this coworker that you were mm-hmm. having an affair with, right? Didn't you say, yeah. did you, how did you know, did you wake up and they were like sleeping next to you or how did you know yes. in the dream? Yes. Okay. I, I think I, yeah, I woke up and they were next to me. And then the moment everyone else started waking up, I realized I was surrounded by coworkers from my most recent former job. Okay. So we're going to start with the first character, which would be the person you woke up next to. Mm-hmm. Now thinking of this person, what is the first character trait that comes to mind when you think of that person? <laughs> um, kind of frustrating and mischievous. Interesting. Oh, this is going to be good, Danny. I like this. Dream <laughs> okay. Frustrating and mischievous. Huh. Okay. So people in our dreams um, usually represent a part of you. So the part of you that is mischievous, mm-hmm. that frustrates you, Mm-hmm. You have been very intimate with that part. And I don't know what that means to you, but when you dream about being intimate with someone in like an affair sense or in a sleeping sense or like co-sharing a bed, it's literally like that phrase, you've gone to bed with this person. So that part of you that frustrates you, that is mischievous, Henri, whatever you want to put on it. It's like in this space that we're talking about with this transition, mm-hmm. you, you've taken that part of you to bed with you and you've been intimate with that part of you. Right. Is this connecting anything? Um, kind of. I mean, if I think about it, there's, there's part of, you know, being self-employed where you have to make your own schedule and you have to be responsible really to yourself. And that's something new from the corporate world because they are, you know, every day, you know exactly what you're supposed to do because someone else tells you. Um, so I would say for me, maybe that just kind of represents, um, taking a little more liberties with my downtime than maybe I should. Um, I've been a little late to find a rhythm with my new job and, um, really stick to a schedule and be, committed to producing what I need to produce, um, running a little late on delivering some products, you know, things like that, that I'm not totally proud of that, you know, my mischievous side is like, Oh, do this other thing instead of what you need to be doing. Um, and so that's always kind of looming. So that would be where my, my brain would go for that first thought. Okay. Okay. So following along the same track, what happens next in the dream? So you wake up and you see this person. Then didn't you say you were surrounded by your coworkers? Yes. So everyone in the room starts waking up and someone turns the lights on and it's a bunch of my coworkers, only one of them whom I can put actual face to. Um, and that's a good friend of mine. And she, she begins freaking out and she's very upset with me. 
Okay, so that will introduce her as character too then. Okay, so mm-hmm. her character trait, what would you define her as? What is like the first word that you think of when you think of her? Mm. Anxious. Well, that's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course, that would be the next one that shows up in the dream. Okay. Yes. So she she would define her as anxious. Now, when I say coworkers as a whole, the whole of the people that you used to work with, mm-hmm. what would you define that group of people as? Um, not including my boss, whom I was not fond of. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed my coworkers. It was, it was a very supportive little family of people. Okay. So would you just say supportive? That would be the first word that you think of? Okay. Yes. Supportive. Okay. So this character represents anxiety. So Mm -hmm. when you have been in bed with, you've been close with, you've been spending a lot of intimate time with this mischievous side of yourself, the anxious part of you wakes up. Mm-hmm. And the anxious part of you looks at that and starts completely freaking out. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Nailed and, it. <laughs> and then what's the hope? Because I believe every dream comes with a hope message or a warning message. And, you know, you can see that biblically when you look at dream interpretation, you can see that um, historically with other dreams that have been documented, usually it's to give you hope, encouragement, or it's like, Hey, red light, red light, stop, stop, stop. Right. Um, and so most of the dreams that I see in my life have a hope message to them because I think we all tend to be pretty, um, negative in our thinking towards ourselves and in our, um, situations. And so what I think your dream is lending itself towards here in the turn when all of your coworkers wake up, they're supportive. It's like a family of supportive people. And so I think where your anxiety wants to take you, it's almost like the dream is saying, but right behind that anxiety, there is a large, large part of you and part of your life and your sphere that are going to support you, that you're not alone. Wow. And so after that, what happens? Um, After that, it's, it gets a little gray after that, what's happening visually. um, Because I think I was so inside my own head in that moment. I had just been caught. I was embarrassed. um, And I just kept thinking and thinking, when is Jonathan going to find out? When is he going to find out? When is he going to find out? Um, Okay, and Jonathan is your husband. Yes. Okay, um, so what character trait would you say des- describes Jonathan? I mean, the best. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's so he's he's trusting, he's supportive, he's funny, he's awesome. He's just he is the epitome of a really amazing person. Okay. And what makes him the most amazing? Pick one trait that makes him the most amazing. Oh, goodness. Um, His loyalty. Oh, that's good. So you feared Jonathan finding out, right? Yeah. Okay. So him representing loyalty, we're going to go with that. Um, 
there's a very, very, and I know this about you, there's a very loyal, dedicated, devoted side to you mm-hmm. that gives everything you have to every project you put your finger on. Like that yeah. is just innately in you. And so this dream, it looks like you are terrified of that part of you getting wind of all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, you're like, it feels a little like failing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it does because there you're in this tug of war, at least what this dream looks like to me, it's like a tug of war between your, your anxiety and your frustration over this part of you that you feel is not what it should be. It's, it's Mm -hmm. being mischievous. Like you said, it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And yet there's this devoted, loyal side of you. And you are terrified that that side of you is going to somehow interact with that other side of you. Right. And so the hope message I find in this dream is that supportive network piece. It's like, there's this big world of people ready to support you and ready to help you and be a family around you as you walk through this transition. Yeah, it's true. And I think that fear of um, disappointment, you know, it's like that internal personal disappointment that none of us want to feel, that internal failure. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, kind of remember when you said you were waking up and you were convincing yourself like, oh my gosh, that didn't happen. That would never happen. I am so (laughs) committed, right? Right. It's almost like your dream is saying, and Danny, that's what's so ridiculous about your fear of failing because it would not happen. This is ridiculous. Of course, (laughs) you're going to be loyal to this. Of course, you're going to give this all you have. Of course, you're going to be devoted to this. You're not going to have an affair with this side of you. You're not, you're not going to cheat on your loyalty. You're not. Yeah. It's an impossibility. You're freaking out about something that isn't going to happen. Yeah. It's possible even too. I mean, looking at it from the warning side rather than the hopeful side that it's kind of calling out that part of me that's not being responsible. That's, that's not doing what I should be doing and saying, you know, basically that it'll, it's, it's causing anxiety by not, you know, making the right choice and being responsible and, you know, following through with the things that I need to follow through with. And I don't know, I guess I can kind of see it both ways. Of course you would negative Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) No, I agree with you though. I think you're right though, because you're right. It does lead to anxiety and it, it's maybe also showing you a big source of your anxiety, which right. um, that's kind of freeing and liberating in itself just to have identified that. Yeah, it really is. It really yeah. and it, and it's interesting because it's stuff that, you know, I've thought in daily life I'll be convicted when I'm sitting there not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but those things are easy to ignore and Instagram is very easy to scroll. And so it's, you know, having that dream and even just having this conversation is just kind of more confirmation of some things that I've thought about doing, but haven't committed to in order to support what it is I want to be doing 
and not letting these things steal my time. And that's, you know, things like deleting apps and logging off of things and kind of unplugging from the things that are taking my time that are not the healthiest outlets and they're not, not the most productive for me uh, with what I'm trying to pursue professionally. So um, I think that's a really good reminder for me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm a super visual learner. I think a lot of us are. And one thing I've appreciated over the dreams that have really held meaning to me that I've really worked through and pieced together and figured out what they were trying to say is that I'm left with a visual image of whatever it was I was supposed to be learning. Mm, and, yes. and I feel like for you, like this is a really good visual for you. Like the idea of an affair yeah. on on yourself and on your desires and on your career and on what you want to pursue, that's a pretty loud visual. Like that's going to yeah. stick. Yeah. <laughs> that's not something you're going to forget. Yeah. So I love, I love that visual side of it. And I, I um, yeah, it's something I've grown to become really thankful for in dreams. It's yeah. fascinating. I love that. Oh, see, wasn't this good? Aren't you glad you want to do this? <laughs> It was good. You're right. You were right. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me do this, Danny. And thank you for being brave enough to share this with everybody. Of course. Of well, course. we appreciate it. And we it. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, I appreciate it and I appreciate you. You too. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Okay, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Anna. Okay. Some dreams that are really long, like I said, I have to work in chunks and some dreams that are short, like the ones I just shared with you are really easy to navigate. Um, the most important thing to remember is that God is good and God is always trying to speak to us. And I believe that God will use any means necessary to connect his divine love to your space, to your life, to your situations that he can. And for a lot of us that are busy and filled with anxiety and filled with stress and dealing with multiple things at once, sometimes that dream space is, is like that professor said, it's the best therapy space because we're free from all of these other things in our wake life and we're able to really absorb truth. We're able to absorb solutions. We're able to absorb some warning signs. Um, a lot of times I wake up and I don't remember my dreams. Um, sometimes though I wake up in the middle of the night right after I've had a dream, especially one that was upsetting or disturbing. And then I fall back to sleep, but then I don't remember it when I wake up again. And so I've learned if a dream wakes me up, like I wake up in the middle of the night, the best thing I can do is grab a piece of paper and write that sucker down, write it down, go back to sleep. And then when I wake up, I can look at it and piece together what that dream meant and start to do the work through what that dream meant. Anytime you wake up remembering a dream, it's important. Um, Another question is, well, is everything I dream a sign from God? No. Some things you dream are just, you know, the result of the movie you watched that night or the result of the pizza you ate, right? Like not every dream is going to be some divine revelation. But there are moments when there is a big divine revelation. And that's why it's important when you wake up and you feel something intensely, that should grip your attention. If you wake up and you don't really feel much, maybe just move past it. 
But if there's a dream that really shakes you or that really grips you or you wake up immediately thinking about, I would pay attention to that and I would work through it. Um, Like I said, working through dreams has been something I have loved doing. It's been a really fun pastime for me and I find it deeply challenging. And I also find it crazily um, impactful and meaningful. And I am... I don't have like tons of resources, but the ones I do, I love to put to use to the people I love. And so this is a small resource I have. And so if you, I'm just going to open this invitation. If you have a dream that you're like stuck on, and maybe you even dreamed it a year ago and you can't get rid of it, shoot me an email, shoot me a message. And I would love to help you piece together as best I can what it could mean. Not saying I'm going to be hundred percent right. Not saying we'll solve all the problems in your life, but I'm just saying sometimes an outside perspective is helpful. Sometimes it's not, but when it is, it can really, it can really make all the difference. So, um, I hope that this impacted you. I hope that this made you think a little bit more about your dreams and about what they could possibly mean. Um, I would love to hear from you. And like I said, if I can be of help, I would love to do so. I will put the links to um, the the Bible number, biblical number meaning website that I use often. I'll put that in the show notes. And I will also put in um, that article from Matthew Walker at Berkeley because it was a great article and I think you will benefit from it. So thank you again for being a part of this group and um, allowing your heart to have space for these conversations. They're so great. And if you aren't already a part of our um, private Facebook group, oh my goodness, you are missing out. There are such great people in there and the conversations are great. And um, It's just a really fun community building there. So if you'd like to be a part, go to my website, justajesusfollower.com backslash podcast backslash podcast group, and then check your email because I will send you a quick invite and you'll be in. And I'm in there pretty much every day. I check in often throughout the day. And I think um, there's a lot of fun conversation that happens and there's a lot of deep conversation that happens. So I would love for you to jump in and join with us. Thank you again, and I look forward to connecting with you guys again next week. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. You can find my blog and links to my Instagram and Facebook account on my website at justajesusfollower.com. Hope you join us next week for another raw, honest conversation. In the meantime, go in peace and know that you are enough.